0: All right, joining me right now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. My buddy Anthony Broom, he writes for the TheWolverine.com and covers Michigan. Let's talk a little bit about Michigan and Ohio State. We'll do that with Anthony right now. What's up, sir? Good
1: morning, Matt. It's good to be with you.
0: Back at you, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. How you been?
1: Not too bad. I'm a little stuffed today, but uh, got to get through it. Got to go for a run, go for a walk, and get back on the horse for tomorrow.
0: Wow, look at you. Yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be in the building, I'm sure, right? For for the wolverine.com. How's the new venture, by the way?
1: Uh everything is going great. Um these are it's so it's it sounds cliché to say, but these are the type of weeks that that gets you up for for doing what what we do. So, yeah, very excited. Um super pumped and just hoping for a good a competitive game Saturday. That'd be a great start.
0: Well, it's interesting, Anthony, because, you know, I read your stuff all the time, Anthony, by the way, used to run com as well, and now is at the Wolverine. But this seems to me to have a different feel. Everybody here, it's funny, <laughs> I'm a hybrid guy. I got Cleveland ties, I got Detroit ties. So it's like the Michigan people are going, we kind of feel good this time. And the Buckeye fans are going, yeah, we'll still win by double figures. Where do you stand on that right now?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you – know, there's still a path where Michigan could play well and lose by double figures. Ohio state's that good. Like we know that, but I think you're right in that it does. It has felt different throughout the year in that, you know, this is a group that we haven't seen that deer in the headlights look this year. It's a group that has been extremely cohesive. It's a group that's played together, played hard throughout the year too. I mean, um, really hasn't been a bad effort. There's a lack of execution at times, but never a bad effort. And, um, you know, I think they've they've gotten better from week one to week 12, 13, where we're at now, which, you know, Harbaugh teams before, we've seen them kind of start out hot and then peter out down the stretch. So, you know, given that this was a rebuild, reset, whatever you want to call it, year, the fact that they've been able to kind of have their cake and eat it too and, and reset the program and, and take all these steps forward, um, this is like... I've maintained that if if you're gonna take down this this giant to the south, which is what Ohio State is, um, and it's it's not just a Michigan problem, it's a Big Ten problem. Nobody's beaten Ryan Day in Big Ten play yet. It's gonna take a special group, and, and what I, what we've seen from this group of guys is that you know led by an Aiden Hutchinson, a Cade McNamara, like these guys have that self drive. They don't need they don't stare around and wait for to be told what to do. Um, these guys get after it on their own and that's where I think it does feel different because this has been one of the only Michigan groups in a long, long time that you don't hear the talk, you don't hear the the guarantees, you don't hear the hype, the revenge tour, the catchphrases. They just get to work and yeah. get after it. And the they, and the
0: revenge tour. Oh my god, that was a classic bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, the old bit siren, right? So <laughs> that's right.
0: Um
1: yeah, they don't. They don't talk. They they just they just go out and, and do it. And they've played really good football too. So I mean, that's the uh, Michigan fans have been cra- You know, asking for that for a long time, and they're getting it. And I think it gives them a puncher's chance in this game tomorrow.
0: Anthony Broom from the Wolverine dot com covers uh, Michigan football and and basketball as well. Uh, kind enough to join us here. You look you look at you mentioned Cade McNamara. I, I don't think he's a great quarterback per se, but. He he just wins, and then you look at the numbers and go, man, he doesn't turn it over either. That's that's huge in a game like this tomorrow. Yeah, he's not
1: the he's not the shiny toy like the guy behind him on the depth chart and JJ McCarthy. I know there are a lot of Michigan fans that were hoping maybe he'd be the guy down the stretch here, but no, you're right. I mean, you look at you look at the box scores in the game, and you're like, ah, you know, this wasn't really wasn't really all that great Cade, but then you go back and you watch and and when they've had these gotta have it moments, you need to put a drive together. Um, is delivered. I mean, the, the Nebraska game is a game where, um, he, he, he played really well down the stretch. He's really, you know, he's thrown for double digit touchdowns, which I mean, Ohio state quarterbacks get out of bed and, and throw double digit touchdowns, you know, in their sleep. But um, you know, Cade McNamara last couple of weeks has played really good football, too. And again, in a got to have it moment, a got to have it drive at Penn State, he delivers. Um, you know, things didn't go great. You know, things didn't go well down the stretch at Michigan State, but that's the best game he's played all year. Like he just, again, in in the identity of this team, he just works. The clock hit zero and you've got a you've got a W on your hands. So he's played really well. Um I know it's, it hasn't always, again, sexy is the word I use a lot when we do the podcast videos, whatever it is, but the guy just gets the job done. And, you know, at some point, and you know, it goes back to like this Nick Saban rant from during the week. Like at some point you just have to give guys credit for winning instead of what it looks like. And, and they're 10-1 and one heading into this game Saturday. They'll play for the Big Ten East title. Like he deserves credit for that. So he's done a really nice job.
0: What about bulletin board material, Anthony? I haven't seen anything that's been spicy or juicy at all this week from either side. What about you?
1: Um, no, not not really. I mean, I know the, I've seen some stuff where Cade McNamara said in a radio interview that he was, you know, they were looking to find ways to take advantage of Ohio State. I know that's been twisted and taken into something from, you know, some Ohio State fans or whatever. But it's been pretty tame. Um, you know, despite despite you know, it just seems like there is there's still kind of a I can't say mutual respect but um, you know you're not hearing anything about the hang 100 stuff or, or whatever like you very rarely do you hear a lot of trash talk coming from the Michigan side of things um, but this week it's been you know we talked to linebacker Josh Ross on Monday and someone asked him about you know trash talking guarantees he's like listen at some point you know he's been here five years he, he's like we're just so tired of talking about it. We just want to go out there and do it. So there, there, there hasn't been that extracurricular stuff. Now I'm sure that'll change the second both of these teams hit the field on Saturday, but um, it's been rather tame in the lead up, which, you know, we'll see what, what ends up happening with that. But uh, I don't think you need the trash talk to add to the juice for this game. This, is, this one's as big as it's been between these two teams in a long time.
0: Didn't let, let's talk about this for a second. C.J. Stroud was uh, recruited heavily by Jim Harbaugh, and then J.J. McCarthy kind of got dissed by Ryan Day. Isn't that how that went?
1: Uh, C.J. Stroud was uh, so in Michigan's 2020 class. They had a quarterback, J.D. Johnson, who had to medically retire because he had a heart issue. And so Stroud was actually kind of a late bloomer. He came on late in his, you know late in his uh, high school career. Um, had a recruitment that kind of went a little later than most quarterback recruitments go. Uh, He had taken a visit to Michigan um, and he just, he picked Ohio state, which, Hey, that's, it's hard to, it's hard to blame anyone (laughs) for doing that. Right. Right. But um, yeah, pretty surprising that uh, JJ McCarthy really never got any looks from Ohio state or anything like that. But um, again, OSU's a quarterback factory. You can only have so many guys there. You definitely look at their situation now and you're like, wow, I mean, where's, how is this going to work? Someone's going to going to move on eventually. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Michigan. There's make no bones about it. I think Michigan got pretty lucky that McCarthy is kind of a Michigan fan, and that was kind of a dream school for him. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 someone to look forward to. And don't be surprised. I know that there was a lot of uh, a lot of debate about the Michigan quarterback situation. JJ McCarthy's come in at times this year, made some really nice plays, and I and I and I do think that. There is a scenario in play, much like the Michigan State game, where it went the opposite way for Michigan. J.J. Um, McCarthy is going to come into the game on Saturday and make a play that affects the trajectory of the football game. We'll see what direction it goes, but um, keep an eye on that in, in Saturday's game.
0: Yeah, that, that, and let, let me talk about that with you, Anthony. Anthony Broom with us from the TheWolverine.com. Um, you know, if Cade's in a good rhythm... Why, then, does J.J. come in? Like, I get there's a change of pace or whatever, but there there's times to me if I'm McNamara, I'm like, wait a minute. I just threw a touchdown pass, and now to start the next series, I'm out. Is it our mom and dad in Harbaugh's ear? Like, what's up with that?
1: Uh, well, I think part of it is – well, first of all, I'll say this. If he's in a rhythm like he was at Michigan State, at Penn State, they can't – like, you cannot – afford to shake that up at all. Not in in this game, not in a game like this where you have to put drives together. You have to put points on the board. You have to go get six. Um, Now, if there's some kind of red zone package or some kind of something that they've been waiting to unleash with him, I mean, fine, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think that overcoaching and getting too cute has been part of Michigan's problem in this particular game uh, in the last couple of years. But yeah, I mean, if, if he's, I think part of it is that they are believers in like just getting their best 11 guys on the field. And I think that they feel that regardless of position that JJ McCarthy, they can do some things with him and they have at times and they've actually let him throw a little bit. But like I said, if you get into the, this game and you start out and Cade McNamara is hot, he's going toe to toe with CJ Stroud. I'm sorry. Like the, the quarterback frippery or whatever you want to call it. There's no room for that. There is no room for error on Saturday. And that includes the guys on the field making plays and it got you know quite frankly it 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 involves the guys on the sidelines just letting their guys play football and not overthinking it so yeah that's it's going to be something to watch but like I said the way this is heading something's going to happen on Saturday with JJ McCarthy it's going to send this in one direction or the other
0: what about what the Buckeyes have to do to slow down Ojabo and Hutchinson and I know that there are Buckeye fans and some that'll say, well, you know, Ohio State beat Michigan when they had um, uh, Winovich and Rashawn Gary, so they've seen really good edges before, but I don't think those two guys, and they're both pros, but I don't know if those two guys are as good as these two right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's got two really good tackles, so that that's a good start, but like I said, we're looking t- at a guy like Aiden Hutchinson who... Um, he's not quite Kayvon Thibodeau, but he might be number two, number three, number four pick in the draft coming up. So, I mean, that guy, he's an absolute terror. Ojabo has, has been, um, his growth. I mean, he's grown more than any Michigan player on that entire roster guy that I've seen. Some people talk about as another potential top 10 pick. So I don't, you might be able to find a way to use a tight end and slow one of them down. But I, I mean, I don't know how you slow both of those guys down, and, but and they have to play their best games because we, I mean, we've seen that before. Winovich and Rashawn Gary in that 2018 game. I don't even think they put a finger on uh, on uh, whoever was. I, I mean, I forget. It's been a, a quarterback factory at this point, but um, Haskins, I think it was at the time. But yeah, it, it's going to be tough. I think where Michigan hasn't, you know, they're hoping what they can do is you're not going to slow down Ohio state's offense. So what you need to do is you need to disguise your coverages. You need to um, mix up your pressures and different things like that. And I think that Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator is going to throw the kitchen sink at them. He's going to try anyways. I mean, like I said, you're not going to slow down Ohio state Michigan's shot in this game. is probably like keeping them in the, in the low to mid thirties and hoping your offense does its job. Um, I think once you get higher than that, you, you obviously seen in the past, stuff things that snowballed on him. So Yeah, those guys, Ojabo Hutchinson, they have an insane motor. They, they, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, there's not a stat for this, but it, I mean, I guess pressures are a stat, but it just seems like every single play he's in the backfield. And if he's not in the backfield, he's dropping into coverage or he's, he's been a maniac. And this is a legacy defining game for guys like him. So um, he came back to win a game like this, to, to play well in a game like this. And, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Those three receivers at Ohio State are unbelievable. uh How do you think Michigan matches up with them
1: uh they don't I don't think anyone does so again, it's one of those things where you might be able to slow one of them down. You might be able to give two of them their best shot, but to stop all three is that's a tall task, especially when I think you know Michigan on the back end um, I think they're it's a combination of older guys that I think have played fine but not stars and then some younger talent that is still kind of you know being thrown into the fire there um, the best thing that Michigan can do to slow down those guys is to get to CJ Stroud like we just talked about the pass rush there it's that and it's also hey you know what you need to get a turnover somewhere or here's a third down here's a third and eight you need to get off the field or you don't jump off sides on a punt or, or a big play whatever it is. Um, their margin of error in a game like this so, so small. And those guys are so talented. Um, like I said, there's not a better wide receiver trio in the country right now. So I, I don't, I don't like that matchup against for Michigan. I don't really like that matchup for anyone that uh, that Ohio state would play here um, down the stretch or otherwise it, it's that's really going to be difficult. So stopping those guys starts to me at the line of scrimmage and, and what you're doing to confuse uh, CJ Stroud. Cause I just, If he has time to throw, he's going to get it to one of those guys because that's what Ryan Day does. He schemes these guys wide open, and uh, they make plays. So it's going to be really difficult to pull that off. I
0: always love talking to you, Anthony. You can read Anthony Broom at uh, thewolverine.com. He joined us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. AB, thanks, buddy.
1: Of course, anytime, Matt.
0: There he is, Anthony Broom, with us uh, talking about... The big game, the game tomorrow, Michigan and Ohio State. We appreciate him giving us some time. And, and, and he brings up a lot of good points. A lot of good points. Um, this does have a different feel. This Michigan team hasn't gagged away games in November. They've stayed in, you know, they've stayed together. No one's saying, saying anything stupid this week. No one's running off their mouth about Ohio State or we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Um, But again, the Buckeyes are just so good. And, you know, we are getting into Cooper territory with Harbaugh based on the numbers. He loses this game tomorrow. Jim Harbaugh will be 0-6 against his rival. He was hired to beat them. This isn't a, well, uh, we're bringing in Jim Harbaugh from the NFL and he's a Michigan man. and Yeah, 10 wins, sweet, Fiesta Bowl, all right, Rose Bowl, cool. No, they they wanted to get back to championship-level football. Championships. You can't win a championship without beating this Buckeye team. And Michigan has been unable to do it. Then you throw in this little side bit about, well, uh, did they duck them last year and say they had COVID so they didn't have to play them? So you got some people going, oh, the seniors got screwed last year by Michigan, ducking out of the game. All of that comes into play tomorrow. I just think the Wolverines are going to play a really good game, and I think it's a different feel. But again, I don't know if I can pick against Ohio State because they're that good. And right now this offense is clicking.